Hello listeners, we are the Hermit Social Club FTC Robotics Team 12675 and welcome back to another episode of Hermitology. Thanks for tuning in. Today we have Aditya Ryan Sachiv, our team's building department, here to talk about the different kinds of motors you can use in FTC and how reliable they are. Hey, so we know um, here in the build team, the, the motors are really what gets the robot to from a piece of metal to an actual moving useful thing. So they can they they are the one of the most important components on the robot. And for that reason, it's important to take into consideration what motor you want to purchase for what application and that's the purpose of this podcast today. So, uh going on to some of our favorite motors, uh our greatest recommendation would be the Neverest 20 motors, uh, specifically the Neverest Orbital 20 gear motor. Uh, those are just generally very reliable motors. They, In our experience, they have lasted us a very long time. They have not, not had a lot of slippage due to the central shaft that the motor has, unlike an angled shaft that other motors have. And the high RPM allows you to have a very quick robot without having to gear it in any sort of way, especially if you use it for a drivetrain. There are calculations online that you can use to figure out uh, what gearbox you'd want to go with based on the stall torque and the RPM of the gearbox. And um, we recommend that based on the weight of your robot and what the game is for that season, that you go ahead and do those calculations and figure out which motors you'd like. So, so for our team last year, uh, the motors we decided to go with were the Neverest 20s and the Neverest 20 with the orbital gearbox because they offer enough torque. They offered enough torque for our um, low weight robot, and the or the center the centered shaft makes it super easy to apply in a drivetrain, um, whereas the offset shaft can make it a little annoying at times. Also, the Neverest motors are go really great with uh, servo city mounts, something that I noticed. And essentially, those mounts screw directly onto the motors and are great for plug plugging and playing into your drivetrain or your chassis. You can oh, find I'm... the Neverest motors at Andy Mark, and the Neverest Orbital costs around thirty-three to thirty-five dollars, and that's for the twenties. And the 40s cost around the same price as well, coming in, in at approximately $30. So overall, they're a great value buy um, if you want a practically bulletproof motor. Um, the motors, um, we have a couple, fr we have um, a friend, Team Torch, that we know uses Neverest uh, 20s or 40s with a sport gearbox. And they're, um, I can tell you from looking at the robot that the drivetrain is buttery smooth, and I know that that drivetrain is pretty much bulletproof. You put it on at the beginning of the season, a little bit of maintenance here and there, and it'll never fail on you in competition. So highly recommend if you have the space and the money and the time to invest in Neverest in Neverest motors with um or with the sport gearboxes. Yeah, the entire Neverest series is just in general pretty reliable, I would say, and. For a new arrival, uh, a relatively new arrival to FTC, Gobilda 
their offerings of motors um, are I the way I'd put it is fl- more flexible for more applications. So they've got they've got about nine different motors on their website or ten motors on their website that you can choose from, ranging from th- 30 RPMs and 250 kilogram centimeters of torque to 16. 16- 120 rpms with 5.4 kilograms per centimeter torque so um if you have a specific application like this year we're going to be using some sort of mechanism to launch a ball i i assume that most teams are going to want to use a flywheel um i would highly recommend going with go build up because you could do a couple calculations see how much torque you need and then go with the max RPM, get a good launch velocity out of your um, donuts, we'll call them, for this year. And um, so essentially, GoBuilda is a great choice for um, um, a variety of different applications on your robot. And I've heard great reviews of GoBuilda motors on the FTC forums. And Another another type of motor is the Torknado from Tetrix. So the Tetrix Torknado was the first motor that we um that we ha- the first motor that we really invested in in our robot before we just used the regular Tetrix DC motors and we found that those weren't exactly the best for the app for the application. So we transitioned to Tetrix Torknado motors. And Torknados are really good, are a decent entry-level um, motor for all teams. They're about the same price as a as a Never S20, and they 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 do perform pretty well. But I will say from our experience that Torknados tend to um, get hot really fast. Uh, I don't know why that is, but they do. They they just get hot really fast. Yeah. And uh, another... yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, another thing about the Torknados is that with the non-centered uh, shaft, they do have a chance to slip if you use uh, certain types of motor mounts that aren't bolted in onto your motor directly. And we've had quite a few troubles with motors slipping over time. I, so you definitely um... want to make sure that you are retightening your motors every so often yeah and if you're um if you're using the tetrix motors in an app i have i've never tried to use servo city mounts on a tetrix torquenado motor but um if you if you are using clamping hubs that come included with the torquenados uh and you're using some sort of chain or belt system uh i would not recommend that at all or, or at least be careful with um be careful with your drivetrain and make sure you come back to check on it every once in a while to make sure that it's still in the optimal position because uh, ideally you want your chain to be under some pretty decent tension so the motors with the clamping hubs have a tendency to over time slip out of position and that's not something you want mid-match oh i want to talk about the vex edr uh go ahead 3930s So there's actually a very interesting motor uh, that is legal and actually considered a so- servo. It's the VEX 
uh, EDR-393 motors. They have roughly the same size of a standard servo, but they have a gearbox that you are allowed to modify. Uh, they come in multiple sets, the two-wire servo and the three-wire servo. Um, you're allowed to go inside them and modify the gearbox to change either the stall torque or the speed of the motor, whether or not you want to focus on another. And there are, I, I heard that they are generally pretty decent servos that could kind of function as motors in their own right. Also, we talked about flexibility in RPMs before, and uh, now I'd like to go into a motor that's uh, really flexible in terms of positioning. So oftentimes, um, you want a motor that can be positioned um, in a different way than, well, I guess a better way to phrase it would be sometimes DC motors just don't fit because the shaft is aligned with the body. And that can create size problems sometimes in compact situations. And in those situations, I'd recommend the Rev Robotics Core Hex motor. Um, it's, its output shaft and its body are perpendicular to each other, which can really come in handy in scenarios where you, you want the output shaft to be perpendicular to the body, such as like in an intake would be a good example. Um, in an intake, you don't exactly to when you're powering the wheel on an intake, you don't exactly want your motor to be sticking out um, up or down. It's it's just not space efficient for your robot. So in that case, the core hex motor really comes in clutch. Um, but I will say the core. I've heard that the core hex motor is not the best for um, robust applications. So. Don't go trying to put the core hex motor into heavy use in your drivetrain or anything like that. Yeah, they have had uh, notable um, reliability issues and just consistent also, failing. important to note that the core hex motor does not use a standard 6mm or 5mm shaft. It does use a 5mm hex shaft. Um, so you might need to purchase some additional parts and make accommodations to... Uh, fit that hex shaft. Yeah. Uh, but they are very compact, so if you do need uh, to use them in applications where a motor is just too big and a servo is just too weak, the core hex motor should do fine in I, most cases. I also really like how the shaft is a hex, um, and even just their DC, Rev's DC motor shafts are hex. I think... I think this should become a little bit more standardized because it removes it removes the pain of having to use a set screw or um, even a like even clamping down your clamping hub super hard because the hex allows the hex um, hubs to catch prop to catch better and more effectively without potentially marring your axle or your motor shaft. And that's a that's a real big advantage of going with rev motors. If that's an issue you've been experiencing, I think that would be a good route to go. And I think you, uh, the the issue will go away once you switch to hex. Yeah. Another legal motor is not uh, going off of rev robotics is also the 
HD hex motor. Um, they're much more similar to the Neverest series. I'm pretty sure they are competitor, uh, competing, in fact, due to their similar price. They sell a 40 to 1 spur gearbox, uh, which is an off-centered gearbox. They sell a 20 to 1 spur gearbox, which is also an offset shaft, a 20 to 1 planetary gearbox, and a no gearbox option. Personally, we have not used those uh, as a team, but they do seem to be relatively fit for a standard uh, drivetrain and such. And but I would still recommend going out to the Neverest Orbital series just due to their more uh, popularity among FTC teams and how reliable they've been known to be. Also, their compatib just their sheer compatibility um, with other parts because just because of their um, D shaft, their more conventional D shaft. Uh, but the hex motor, you might find yourself having to use adapters or something like something similar to make the motor compatible with other parts. But other than that, I, I, I think both are very viable options. It just depends on what you're looking for and maybe even what kit you start off with. So for, I, for new teams or for teams that are transitioning in their parts bin, um, transitioning their parts bin, if you have re uh, like all rev parts, go with the HDX motor is what I would say. It's just, it just makes your life um, much, much easier to, to have um, parts from the same company whenever you can. Uh, just for compatibility reasons. And uh, if you ha already have uh, a bunch of Servo or Andy Mark parts or Servo City parts, then go with the um, Neverest motors. Yeah. And if you are going Go Builder, uh, do note that there may or may not be some tolerance issues with uh, Go Builder shaft clamps and never rest orbital 20s because the tolerances on those are quite tight and we did have to sand down uh the our hex shafts to fit the some of the sh shaft clamps for the go build clamps and just a quick motor related tip um be very careful with your motor shafts i do believe you can replace them um but it's just a lot of work um, I think you might have to replace the entire gearbox on the front. It's just a lot of work, and um, the reason I say this is because we have had a lot of experiences where we either put a clamping hub, or even a clamping hub, or a set screw hub on too tightly, even bearings get lodged on, and it, they're practically impossible to remove. You have to take a hammer and hammer bearings out. So for all new teams, um, a piece of advice, be careful with how you treat your motor shafts, and your motor will treat you well in return. Oh yeah, uh, uh, going off of set screw hubs and clamping hubs, uh, to we just want to quickly go over the difference between them. Uh, set screw hubs are hubs that are in the relative shape of a um, of your motor shaft. Often they're just flat out circular. But then they have a small screw that you screw onto that latches on to the motor and keeps it taut. Clamping hubs uh, also have the uh, similar shape to the motor, but often they're more uh, uh, shaped towards the motor size. Like 
if you have a hex shaft or a D shaft, it'll often be the same shape, but then you just clamp it by having a screw on the side of the motor. Well, not on the side of the motor, it's the side of the shaft that just tightens the grip on the inside hole. Uh, I would recommend going clamping hubs in general, just due to the fact that they do less wear onto your shafts as they only clamp it externally and not clamp it internally. Uh, if you do want to go uh, use set screw hubs, I would recommend uh, putting in a little divot on where your motor puts its sets, where, where your uh, set screw goes into. So that way it locks it in more tightly because we have had experience on D-hubs, D-shaped, uh, sorry, D-shaped shafts where the where the hubs would slip out if they were the set screw hubs. And if they're in a high torque location, they don't they they slip out and mar the axle along the direction that they slip as well. Which can render the motor useless. So something to watch. In out. that case you would have to replace the shaft, which would often need to be a total replacement of your gearbox. Which is never a fun thing to do. Unless you are swapping it out for a sport planetary gearbox. So that was a very interesting discussion. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. And thank you for tuning in. We will see you all next time.